need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor, may be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China, then this is your show, China Business Cast. Welcome back to the China Business Cast. This week is going to be an interesting show as we're reaching a momentous milestone. We're releasing our 100th episode. So after all these years of running the China Business Cast, not me personally, I only took over um, actually about a, one year ago. So it was last year, March, and uh, the beginning of March that I released the first episode as the new host um, or the continuous host of the China Business Cast. But for this uh, episode, we're going to revisit look a little bit into the past and we're going to get all the previous hosts of the China business cast um, on the show in, in order. So that's going to be really interesting to see how the China business cast started um, with JP in, in back in the days a long time ago, um, how he started collaborating with uh, Mike and then how slow-mo joined. Um, and with all three hosts, we revisit um, how they've experienced recording for the China business cast and um, their experiences uh, in running the business cast and, and what it has gained for them. And I'm very happy that I've been able to continue that. So with that being said, let's jump into this week's episode where we celebrate our 100th episode um, and revisit um, all the things that have happened over the years. Wow, it's great to great to have you on the on the podcast, uh, JP. Um, it's been such a long time since we talked, and um, since a long such a long time since you've been on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Can't believe we're hitting a hundred episodes. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And you were the original founder or the starter of the China Business Cast, and and that wasn't what, what year was that? When when did you start with it? Uh, I moved to China in 2012, near the end of the year. So I think I started the podcast in 2013. Okay, re really, really soon. Um, so yeah, we, we've been going for six years um, consistently and, and now with 100 episodes. I think that's amazing. Yeah, congrats on the milestone and uh, thanks for doing the hard work of being the host. Well, it's not all, only in my credit, it's, it's your credit and, and Mike after that, which we'll, we'll have later in, the, in this episode. But tell me a little bit about the story, how, how, how it all started. Um, how, what was your transition to China and how did you get into podcasting or why did you start podcasting while you were in China? Okay, yeah. So I quit my job in 2012 and decided to work on my own e-commerce business and I was very curious about China because of the whole, you know, infrastructure for manufacturing and exports. So originally I was born in China and I read and speak and write Chinese. So I figured, um, you know, since this is kind of a new, you know, economy uh, or opportunity, it's a good time to go check it out and use some, some of my language and cultural skills to maybe, um, you know, see some opportunities. So that was the thinking. I didn't have anything specific like in mind. I didn't have a product that I was already trying to manufacture. I had some e-commerce stores I had already started. So it was Top Condoms Canada, which was my first e-commerce store. Um, and then Pro okay. Teeth Guard, which sells custom fitted mouth guards. Um, but those were already running and the you know manufacturing and supply chain was already sorted out. My main reason for going to China was to learn more about how the whole, you know, this giant manufacturing and export machine works in the hopes of maybe discovering or creating a new brand or finding other opportunities. So that was the impetus to move to China. So on the business level, on the personal level, I was just also curious. I left when I was quite young. And, you know, it's really interesting that China is such a hot topic all across the world. And in the global economy. So I wanted to understand it a little bit better. Uh, and when I got there, it was um, one of the feelings I had was all of these English reports, like, you know, uh, from, I don't know, The Economist or some other publications, all of the publications that talked about China talked about it in a very standoffish way. So, you know, it would be secondary sources or people, journalists who talk to people who then 
you know, maybe study China through uh, an academic lens, and then, then they draw some conclusions. And I think it would be, I thought it would be interesting to have a lens of China basically from the ground, like boots on the ground mm -hmm. kind of reporting and, um, you know, what things are really like when you're trying to do business in China that maybe doesn't get covered um, as, uh, as, you know, uh, frankly and as candidly as these other sources were covering. So that was, that was the reason for, um, that was the idea behind China Business Cast. And, cool. you know, from the content perspective, that was kind of a unique perspective. And then from my personal perspective, I was also trying to learn uh, about business in China. So it was a great excuse to talk to people who have experience and have done business in China. Because, you know, if you talk to, uh, if you try to, send an email to a entrepreneur, like a, you know, busy entrepreneur, a random person that you haven't met before. And you say, Hey, can I call you up and ask you questions for 30 minutes? The chances are probably they're like, no, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but if you say, Hey, I have a podcast about business in China. Would you like to be a guest? Then you have a much better chance actually. For sure. um, so, so yeah, actually through these conversations, I've um, built some, you know, relationships and actually friendships. I think of the, I think 13 or 14 episodes I created, a few of the people I talked to were still friends. Yeah, we still, we still talk to this day. That, that, that is amazing. And, and I, I fully recognize that if you're saying, hey, I have a podcast and I'd like to have you on the show, pretty much everyone is like open to that, right? Like who, who doesn't want to share a story and, and uh, maybe get a little bit of publicity as well. Um, around their brands or what they're doing. Exactly. So I fully recognize that. Before, before we move any further in the episode, I found it really interesting what you were saying about how the media portrays China. And, and my follow-up question on that would be, so that was 2012, 2013. Now we're in 2019. Do you feel that attitude has changed? Um, how China is being laid out in in the media in a in a positive or negative manner or it's it's equally um in the same situation as it was back then uh honestly i'm not the best person to ask this because i have a pretty lean media diet <laughs> so basically i only pay attention to things that are directly related to um you know the things i'm trying to build or or, or create so i haven't been paying too much attention to media coverage of china um, yeah, so I can't really comment on that uh, from an informed perspective. Okay, um, yeah, no, f fair, fair enough. Um, I, I don't know the answer to the question as well, but that just I've been so infused in on the Chinese side now for the last six years, so that I, I'm probably biased as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard to get away from bias for sure. It's it's kind of you know it just seeps in from every every corner. Exactly. But it's interesting to sometimes try to reflect from, from the other side how and, and see how that affects or, or learn from that as well. So with that being said, you've done quite a few episodes. Maybe tell me one of your favorite episodes or an anecdote or something you remember from back in the time that, that is nice to revisit with the audience. Uh, yeah. So one of my episodes I remember was with someone who has been in the wine industry for they had been in the wine industry for quite a long time in China. And I remember the time around, you know, when I was going to China 2012, 2013, the whole idea of exporting Western goods, you know, into China, or I guess it would be importing if you're already in China, um, was, was a very hot idea. So it was very interesting to get their perspective of what that industry was like from the ground, um, like on the ground, like from far away, it might look like, you know, China is a huge market. Um, you know, if only 1% of the people buy a bottle of wine, you have, you know, way more, you can sell just a ton of wine, right? Um, so from the ground up, the story was like on the ground, um, the story was that actually back, I, I don't remember the exact year, but in like 2007 or 2008, 
So this was quite a few years ago. Um, what happened was people actually, a lot of people thought the same thing. They thought, you know, China would be a great wine market. Um, people are getting richer. They have more money to spend and they're interesting in Western stuff. So um, there were actually, there was more supply uh, than demand. Everyone mm -hmm. or a ton of people thought that this would be a good idea. So they ended up registering a bunch of companies and bringing over a lot of wine into China. Mm -hmm. But the like demand, the growth, I think, in demand was just not there to kind of meet the, meet the supply. So it ended up being a very, very tough industry, even though it was a good idea. Um, but just people overestimated the, the, the growth and the, the demand. And it ended up being an, a situation where, you know, everyone thought it, it was a good idea. So it ended up being overly competitive and overly saturated. I think that's very interesting. And, and I don't know the wine specifics, but I, I feel it's from personal, just a gut feeling. It's still very overly competitive because there are so many wine sellers. Like if you go to a place, like a business meeting, like, oh, what do you do? Well, I sell wine. Oh, you're one of the, the so many that are, that are doing that. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that has changed. It would be interesting to do like a, another episode with a wine connoisseur in, in, in China and get their take on it. Yeah. Any, any other things that were sticking out or, or back in the time, how, how did you go about doing the recordings? What, what was your like process? And cause this is still early podcasting time as well. Like podcasting or podcasts are, are like super hot in 2018, 2019. Um, but this is this is still a little bit earlier. How how did you go about building audience and, and setting it up and, and all those things? How how what was the process behind that? Um, I basically you know I was somewhat connected with the Shenzhen startup scene, so you know I found interesting people somewhat through those networks and um, and then I also just found interesting people online and reached out to them. So that was my source of guests. I remember interviewing, I think, the person, uh, I guess he was like a, some sort of uh, regional manager or, or like a market manager for Uber when they launched Uber in Shenzhen. Um, and, you know, that was an interesting conversation. And uh, in terms of recording material, uh, the, the recording like actual hardware, it was just a microphone that it was the uh, H1, I think. It was a microphone that doubles as a digital recorder. So you can plug it in to be a microphone and you can carry it around and you can just record onto uh, like a disc uh, or a, you know, flash drive. So you, you did all the recordings face-to-face? Uh, -face? Uh, no, I, not face-to-face. Not, not, not -face. Most of the recordings were through calls like Skype and I recorded the call. Um, but there were a couple of episodes. I think the one with Ray, um, she at the time was the venture partner for 500 Startups in China. I think that episode was, we actually just sat down because we happened to be, she happened to be in town. And yeah, we did an episode in person. Okay, very similar. Um, actually, I enjoy a lot of the face-to-face -face recordings, even though I do not too much because China is so so massive. Everyone is in different places. But but they usually get like really good vibes and, and you just got that little bit more human connection, right? And and I think that can be felt in the in the episodes as well. Yes, for sure. So that was your time in, in, in China. Um tell us a little bit, tell, update the audience on what you've been up to. You're you're living in the US from what I understand. What, what do you do there or how was the transition back from, from China to the US or um from China yeah. to, to your to your new adventures? Yeah, yeah. So, um, right. After about two years in China, you know, my original thesis was I would get a good grasp on sourcing and manufacturing in China and maybe start some new products or brands uh, because I already had some e-commerce experience in the North American market. But after learning more about it and kind of understanding what it takes in terms of you know, capital and also just the type of work involved in building a good physical product. Um, I, I think I decided that it wasn't the type of um, the type of business necessarily that I wanted to build because manufacturing is uh, 
it's it's difficult, right? Like you essentially have to watch over the entire process and like for lack of a better, uh, I'll just tell the unsugarcoated version. You're basically breathing down people's necks to make sure that things don't turn out, um, you know, really crappy because uh, the manufacturers oftentimes will find ways to cut costs and they might not even tell you that, you know, they swapped out a, a part or a, or a material. So it's a game of essentially uh, trying to will things into, uh, into existence that are of the quality that you imagined. Uh, and I, I didn't have a lot of firsthand experience in this personally, but I had a, quite a few friends who were, you know, some of them were literally sleeping in these little towns right by the factory uh, just to make sure that, you know, for weeks at a time, just to make sure the product gets, gets out and gets out um, according to spec. And that just didn't seem like uh, uh, how I wanted to spend my time. So I decided to instead um, still continue to pursue entrepreneurial ideas, but uh, focus on technology instead. And with that, I ended up um, going to San Francisco. And I spent two years there, actually learned to code um, and worked as a software engineer at a venture-funded kind of typical San Francisco startup. Um, and then, uh, since then, uh, since 2017, um, I, I quit and I started working on my own ideas again. So I'm working on a software product right now and, uh, still running the e-commerce businesses that I had started before. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Jans, for having me on. It's, it's been a pleasure and, uh, yeah, wish you the best for the next hundred episodes. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much, JP. So yeah, welcome back to the show, Mike. Um, as you know, we're doing the the hundredth episode of the China business cast. And I thought it was more than deserved to have you back on the show, uh, as well, talking about how everything, uh, got started. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for doing this, Johns. It's great. I'm really happy the show has gotten to 100 episodes. It's a huge milestone. For sure. For sure. Um, and you've been a major part of that milestone as well. How many episodes did you do? I think it was maybe 18 until really? I, I'm blanking on a number, 650 or 60. I can't remember, honestly. Do you I could look it up, but uh, no, I I took over at episode eighty nine, so I think it's eighteen oh, to, wow, okay. to to eighty nine. So that's a that's a long stretch. Okay, well done. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was a long one. It's it was uh, it was a real pleasure to contribute to the show. And and you started with um, or it started with JP, which we had on the on the uh, on the episode already before. Um, so we're doing it in chronological order. How did you get to know JP or how, how did it happen that you took over the podcast from him? I think, well, there's two parts. We had known how I met him and how he, how I took over the show. Maybe first part I met him, I, I at least I remember meeting him in Hong Kong in 2011, maybe I, before the China business cast was started. And uh, I think he found me on my personal blog, on Mike's blog, uh, just researching moving to China you know, he's from Canada originally, but he's, I think he was born in China, but grew up in Canada and was considering coming back. So he had found oh, my blog online before anybody had podcasts. And then he had gotten involved in the internet marketing space. And we both were in the community of Dynamite Circle, which is uh, also has a pretty good show, Tropical MBA. And Dan, Dan Andrews is always encouraging everybody to start a podcast that is really good for uh, business, uh, marketing and development and connections. So I remember when he started China Business Cast, I was actually, I don't know if you know, I was his first guest. I'm on episode one as his guest of the show. And oh, I remember awesome. recording that. I think it was 2012. He came to meet me in Shenzhen and we did the interview. And uh, he had, uh, yeah, it was a real, real pleasure to be on the show. And he had been doing it. Yeah, up until eight, 17, 18 episodes. Um, and then the second part of your question is how I took over the show was, you know, of course I'm his friend and he has a, I don't know if it was, I don't think it's a China business cast list, but he has like a, he sometimes updates his friends or at least at that time with just maybe it's a new year's or it's just an update on his life. And he was moving back to the U S and he's just saying, I'm 
looking to, you know, uh, stop, you know, slow down with the China business cast. And he was just kind of really being open. He, I think it was a video more than text. I think it was just him on a video in Wistia. He just sent a link to his friends and I watched it and I, I said, Hey, I replied, I said, Hey, JP, you know, it's a great show. You've done a great job. I mean, let's work something out. And then we set up a call and then he just really wanted to make sure that the shows he had done would stay and that the show would be done correctly. And, and we made a, we made a deal and that, uh, we would just continue to, uh, keep it, uh, going for, I think he wanted to make sure at least I would contribute to five to 10 shows well before, uh, maybe a full transition. And then, um, I accomplished that. And then, um, I think there was a full transfer of the show afterwards. And I, when was that? 2015, 14, something like this. I don't know if you've, I, I don't remember the exact dates, but that's the story. Yeah. I, I haven't digged the uh, dug into the, in the specific dates. I know, I know JP started in 2013. So it might've, must've been around 2014, 2015 when you took over. Yeah. I think that sounds about right. And and when did uh, when did Shlomo get involved? Because you guys have done a lot of episodes together as well. Yeah. So yeah. So when I took over from JP, I was doing it on my own, and Shlomo, we were, we were doing a mastermind together. Um, I think it was. I'm not sure the brand of the mastermind. Maybe I just. I think it was different business people or friends in, 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 in my network. And he was one of the five or six on our mastermind. And he was saying how he wanted to develop his maybe personal brand and his business um, reach. And he said he wanted to start a podcast. And he was at that time living in Beijing, doing the Startup Noodle blog and also doing the app in China, which was helping people localize mobile apps mm-hmm. into China. And so I said, Hey, you know, maybe you, I need some help here. I'm kind of overwhelmed. It's a lot. And I think there's a lot of opportunity to grow this. Let's, let's, um, you know, let's work, work together. And then he got really excited. I remember, I remember the phone, the original call. It was only maybe five to seven, eight episodes that I was doing on my own, if I remember right. I think he came on and I think I interviewed him on this show first. Maybe that was episode. I'm saying, I don't want to say the wrong numbers, but I think right. it was in the early 20s he was on the show. And then uh, and then after that, we decided to get him involved, I think five or six episodes later, if I can remember right. And he's he is really good. Uh, he, you know, I think we complimented each other well. Uh, he, he helped a lot with outreach. He helped a lot. I think he did help also grow the show uh, in his communities too. He ran a lot of WeChat groups. Um, I think it's a lean startup Beijing WeChat group. I think it's been rebranded since then, but it's a lot of startup communities in Beijing. And I was down in South China here in Shenzhen. So I think uh, that really helped also grow the show. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And growing the show, that, that is one of the, the major parts um, that you guys accomplish as well. And, and now that I'm doing it, I can see how, how difficult that part is as well. Just setting up like recordings and interesting guests and, and getting the technical things out. But then the outreach is as, as well. That's also a major part of it. Definitely. Definitely. So then, well, when I took over, that was, was early 2019, um, February, March, we, we got talking a little bit earlier in, in January of this year. Um, because your life or you're looking forward for the next thing as well. So you've done together with slow-mo together, the the podcast for, I don't know, a good few years, three years, I'd say. Um, But what made you trigger into, into looking for a new home and a new future for the podcast? Sure. I think people, at least listening around that time, I had moved to Thailand and I, it's funny, actually, we're recording. I'm in Hong Kong today for our recording. I was just in Guangzhou and Shenzhen. But we, um, you know, my wife, I have a Chinese wife, but I felt like it wasn't uh, as easy for me to maybe source guests or also the content that I'm focusing on. I think we talked about it. I do a lot more export, e-commerce, Amazon, um, 
kind of content and 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 community building. So I just felt like maybe I should um, find someone like you that. Actually, I just talked to somebody looking for ICP license. I said, "Hey, talk to Johns." <laughs> I don't know if they contacted you, but they. Uh, yes. I just felt like it might be better for someone else that is um, in this position to take better advantage to grow the show and to uh, to leverage it more. So, also Shlomo, you know, I don't know what he said on. I'm interested to listen to this podcast, hear what he says. But you know, he he's he is not. He left China. Um, and he's also working on financial services, kind of blogging now. So I just felt like, um, well, I, I told him first, you know, and he was, um, I said, if you want to continue, you know, like, but he's, he felt like maybe he, maybe that triggered him. I don't, again, I don't know what he said. So I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but I just felt like there should be someone that could leverage what we've built more than, um, than, than what we were doing. I, I think I think it was both a natural transition moment for for both of you in in their stage of life. I I don't see myself doing the podcast. I enjoy it a lot, but I don't see the podcast doing it for the next fifty years, right? So, I think that that just goes in waves, and and it's a natural transition. Um, and at that time, we were just able to to match up um, quite nicely, and and we were we worked out that that transition at that time, and. Um, I think that went great that way. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy to see you uh, growing the show. And we're hitting episode 100. I mean, that's I, th- I think the most important thing for sh- probably JP too. But Shlomo and I like to see it, see it grow. And I, I've seen you, you have more. I met your uh, Simon. Just he came to the summit uh, we did here in Guangzhou, and you know he was doing some recordings, which was amazing. And yeah, it's really great. I mean, I think that's that's that's. I think content creators, especially, want to see the see the content grow and uh, and continue to help people. You know, help people can listen to shows, JP's interviews from four or five years ago. Now, isn't that more than that? Wow, that's really seven years now, almost 2020. But uh, it's amazing, right? Yeah, exactly. So we're leaving a little bit of a a good piece of history. And I still think a lot of the content is still very valuable. And even things in China change a lot, of course, but the basics are still the same. So I think you guys created a a great basic uh, basis for, um, for the podcast. And now it's just up to me and and you mentioned Simon, uh, the, the other co-host, um, to to keep growing that. Yeah, it's it's an, it's great. I mean, I think that's my favorite part is when somebody listens to an older episode of, uh, and it helps them. You know, I mean, that's that's really what it's about. You know, a lot of a lot of this content didn't exist when you or I were starting with our China business ventures, and you know, a lot of information I would get would be from secondhand sources you know, talking to people at bars and restaurants, but now there's this information all available for, for new business owners and entrepreneurs to, because China business is so complex, you know, even now, it maybe even is more complex now than it was then, but I it's would great say to have so. this resource for, yeah, I would, it seems I would say it's getting more harder complex. now, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so on the topic of, of, on the, on the topic of growth, um, and any, any tips or, like we've talked a bunch of times, but maybe some some things that um, you could share that we could incorporate uh, in the charter business cast. Any any smart ideas, uh, Mike? Sure, sure. I mean, I think I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but the hard thing is centralizing the data to the stats. You know, because uh, I don't know. Maybe I know you've you've upgraded some of the servers, but distributing on a WeChat, of course, it's it's. It's so hard. People can't get to iTunes. People can't get to the Western social media platforms. So, you know, I think distribution is the key. Just just um, uploading it right directly into like these uh, host content creators to our own sites. But I think just really uploading MP3s to diff- as many different platforms as possible. But it might be hard to get the data. But uh, I, I, I think we've got that. You'll recently. get the reach more, you know, mm-hmm. like... I don't know if you're if we're on Shimalaya now or not. Yeah, we are. Um, I don't think there, there's not many listeners on on there, but um, 
I, I think we got the, the distribution relatively well covered with our WeChat mini program and, and just the international platform and combination with Shimalaya now. Um, but yeah, that was definitely hard to set up. Yeah, I mean, so that's definitely one. The two is, I mean, I like the strategy of the co-hosts, having more people hosting on the show. I think I, I always want that. Shlomo and I had talked about having more hosts in different parts of China, different types of content to grow grow the reach of keywords. So show by by searching in you know in different podcast platforms. Um and then I guess the third is probably would be more exchanges with other podcasts, you know, trying to get on other people's shows or or getting those other podcasters. We should talk about it, but I I tried to have a podcasters network in Asia. Maybe we could start that up again, but sometimes just making more alliances with other podcasts in the China Asia region to help uh cross promote each other to uh, cross-pollinate and maybe um, get more listeners on everybody's shows. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea that I haven't really put any energy into it yet. But um, because that's one of the other things that you'll probably recognize as well, right? Like the podcast is one thing, but we've got our own businesses uh, beside it. So it's always balancing priorities. So we can't do everything, unfortunately. Um, but, But we try. Agreed. Um, so yeah, we're, we're at episode uh, 100. Thanks for coming back on, on the show and, and revisiting a little bit of how the history of the show up to now. Sure. And it would be great to have you back on episode 200 and probably oh, in, a, yeah. in, in, in a few years. We'll see. I'm going to be sooner with all these co-hosts and, uh, and more content coming. I, I'm really excited to see it grow. And I, uh, I can't wait to listen to the whole show with all the other previous hosts it's going to be an exciting one yeah maybe we can speed up the content will if, if we start doing a, a daily daily content daily episodes and then, uh, then we'll go quick well one thing i learned um, i haven't implemented but with some people say shorter content maybe just q a podcasts where it's not a guest but it's just like a, a relevant focused like one question with like a five minute answer um i don't know if it would fit you could probably put it in the same feed but then um you can get more shows, but also it can be more hyper-focused for people on specific topics. Well, that, that sounds uh, like good stuff as well. So a bunch of points to, to reflect on the history, on the current and for the future. And, and we'll see where we can uh, bring the China, Postna, China Business Cast uh, towards to. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much, uh, Mike, for coming on the show again. And uh, we'll catch up soon again for uh, episode 200 or earlier. Sure. Thanks, Charles, for having me. Okay. Have a good one, Mike. All right. Thanks so much. So welcome to have you back here on the podcast as well, Slomo. It's been a while since we, uh, we've been in touch after I took over the podcast. Thank you very much for inviting. Yeah, it's awesome to, uh, to have you back. So for, for this episode, as you, we've already talked before, we're doing a, a little walk down memory lane about how things got started and, and where you got involved. Um, I had JP and, and Mike already before on the, on the show. So I wanted to ask you, like, how did you get involved or how did you discover the China Business Cast in the first place? And, and what were your reasons for, for getting involved? So I know Mike from several years before I uh, started uh, doing the China Business Cast. Uh, we've been friends from the entrepreneurship community in China. Um, though we haven't met for a few years before uh, before that, uh, so it was like uh, you know we know each other online, and uh, he does the uh, cool stuff that I'm interested in. Um, and both were related to entrepreneurship in China. Uh, Mike, you were my guru at some point, uh, like the person before I, came, I think I came to China. Or the first few years, I was really following very close what you're doing. Just so you know, so I think he inspired a lot of people, right? So then I think that's fair. Oh to yeah, you. same for me. Yes. Still, still inspiring. So, uh, yes, definitely inspiring. And then you and I uh, had a had a discussion just before recording about how this whole China business cast started, um, or I started it. And this is how I remember it. Mike might have his own version, but this is what I remember. So, 
at some point, uh, I wanted to do a podcast. I don't remember if I told Mike about it or not before. And then not too long later on, uh, he spoke with me and he said, you know, there is uh, this uh, podcast that uh, I just uh, uh, inherited and I want from a guy named JP and uh, I want to do it and I want to maybe uh, do it together with you. And since back then, I wanted to do a, a podcast uh, and he had already an experience with a podcast because he also had uh, and still have uh, Global From Asia. Then I said, yep, of course, uh, let's do it. That was very, very exciting. And I, I think that was episode, and you can look back, I think it was episode we started with 25 or 26. I think it's 26 is our first episode together. Uh, so that's that's basically the story. And, and, and why did you want to do an episode? Or, or I mean, why did you want to do a, a podcast? You said you're like enthusiastic about doing a podcast, but what, what were your reasons for that? So I was um, back then leading a large community of entrepreneurs in Beijing. I also already had my uh, company there up in China. And that was uh, good for me for branding. I also had my blog called Startup Noodle which is about entrepreneurship in China. So I wanted to get more exposure out there and also get experience with podcasting. So I had the best experience teacher and I got um, the uh, exposure I wanted through the podcast, basically. Got it. Got and it's also, it al- it's also uh, a good way, of course, to give back to the community because from the from the contacts that i had uh i could interview a lot of people and i i recall that after we spoke we then had a google spreadsheet with and i put all the people that i know that i thought are good guests to have and then i started reaching out and uh, and uh, interviewing them of course i didn't do all of them but uh the ones that were the ones that were more accessible were in the show for for sure, I, I recognize it very much. Um, I, I feel we're very much aligned on on some of the reasonings, and, and um, for me, it's a lot of personal development as well. Um, I'm not a mm-hmm. natural audio guy, and, and the audience might know the audience might know this, but um, if you never try, you never get better, right? So that's really exciting to me as well. And just yes. anyone you reach out to, and almost no one says no. Like they might not have time, or they might be busy, but everyone wants to be on a show and, and get some some exposure and share their story everyone likes that pretty much so that that's very cool too to make all these connections yeah it's definitely opening doors uh if you want to and then there are further collaborations so it's really get things very interesting for sure for sure tell me tell me and and when was when did you get you said episode 26 do you remember when this was roughly because that's a Ooh. long time ago we're on episode 100 now so, so I think I was already in Israel. So that was definitely um, probably 2015 sometime. Right. I think that was back then. Well, we can look it up easily, of course. But yeah, yes, yes, yes. But as, well, I wonder if I if I'm right. But I I'm almost positive it was around. It was sometime in 2015. Yeah, and and in all those years and in all those episodes, um, a lot of interesting guests. Have you, like, what's some kind of anecdote or funny story that you could share with the audience that didn't make it to the show? And, and like, I know it's a lot of episodes and a lot of times, so a lot of things has happened, but maybe you could share one, one story or one thing that has been on the background that, that is worth sharing. I remember, I, so I don't remember anything specific about a specific guest, but there were guests that I really tried to get for a long time and that didn't work. Uh, one, I think one of my highlights is actually not intending to getting the CTO of Mobike going on, coming to the show when I was workationing in Portugal and there was the, uh, the web summit there. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend of mine who's also working there and he came with the CTO and then I asked him if that would be possible to interview him. And I told him, you know, 
I'd like to interview. And, you know, usually I'm, I'm getting ready for an episode and I, at some point I prepared all the questions uh, before we had the production team. And then, so I thought that maybe that will be, you know, at some point, but no, it was supposed to be today at a certain time. And I was waiting for his phone call saying he has time now. So I just sat down somewhere and web summit and prepared all the questions. And then we had that interview, which was a really cool one. So I really enjoyed that one. So yeah, eventually I do have something specific to say. Uh, another thing that I remember, and I think that was the, actually, the, actually the first time that I met that I met Mike. No, it wasn't the first time. It was it was the second time. So uh, I came to a conference in Shenzhen. I think it was the TechCrunch Shenzhen or whatever brand they have there. And I just remember that was a lot of fun because that was this is kind of uh, Mike's. Uh, you know, uh, his pond. So he knew everybody. It was fun just going around uh, with him and getting to know more people and also uh, interviewing others. Uh, and that was, uh, these were live interviews and that was before the interview I just mentioned with the mobile CTO. So I remember that was a lot of fun too. And I think we even have a video from there and Mike put it on the, on, on Global From Asia. No, not in his, on his, uh, on his personal vlog. Yeah. So I'm there somewhere. So uh, he produced something and that was fun too. All right, cool. So yeah, a lot of things, a lot of good things has happened. I, I want to thank you for that as well. Because um, I've been inherited the, the, the show after after you and Mike and, and JP. Um, and we're still going strong, I feel. And a lot of... We're very glad that uh, there is a good home for China Business Cast. Yeah, thanks. So I, I wanted to to share with the audience and on a little bit maybe more on how that transition happened or or why did you step down or or what you, your life changed or, or tell us a little bit on how that went down. Yeah, sure. Um, so the thing is that uh, I I started doing the show when I was already in Israel, and that's after I've been three years in China. I built a company there. The company still operating but at some point i had less and less connections to china because people that i knew uh, left china or and i had also less interest so except of that company um i had less and less reason to do china stuff i didn't do china consulting um i didn't have to keep up with everything everything china tech just you know maybe the the, the main things so it felt a little bit uh, a, a little bit of a burden. Okay, I still want to do the show. There are all these reasons to do it, but still it became harder and harder. And uh, so, and and I also started another business, which is the current one, which I was more interested in. So I think uh, both me and Mike thought it's good to have uh, new blood coming in and injecting it in and and give more push because again there is good content there it runs for uh, i don't know when i don't remember when jp started that I, so I think it was 2013 that, that's what i say okay. ask. so that's a long time yeah so it's kind of a shame killing it and there is an audience listening and we ha- we opened our wechat groups there were also uh, a bunch of listeners there so this is when we started looking for someone to uh, to take over, uh, and Jons, you are one of the one of the people on the on the WeChat group. Uh, so this is how the discussion started, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was not super active, but reasonably active, and and I was already familiar with Mike. We'd been I did some work and some business with Mike as well, so it was was pretty natural for me to to reach out. And I think it was just a people change phases, right? So I think a phase was closing for, for you and Mike and, and a phase was opening up for, for me and, and we were able to, to make a match and um, in that way transition the, the China business cast to, to, my, to me and, and I took things from there again. So I've been very happy and, and grateful for, for that from, from, well, JP from starting it and from you and Mike for, for handing it down again. I think that was a wonderful transition um, with with the how how it uh, how it became. I mean, we had everything, you know, all the 
operational backend document documented and i think we had some back and forth afterwards but i think it went pretty smooth for those i think about a month afterwards or something like that uh so yeah. not only from the technical side but also from you know the relationship and everything everything was i think very good now i was able to push out the first episode on on the first of march um which is within like a month of like taking over from from a technical and organizational standpoint so i think that was a very very smooth transition definitely definitely so um yeah thanks for 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 all that and um tell us as a closer a little bit on um what are you up to now and and what's in your future sure so um we i think even when i started podcasting we were uh, i think semi location independent family and now much more so we uh go for different locations uh, for every every few months, but we're based in Israel. And we're going for one to three months every time. So this lifestyle we like very much, and I want to keep up with that. We homeschool our daughter, and I hope as much energy as we have to keep going with this kind of lifestyle. lifestyle that's, uh, I mean, that's what we want to do. The business that I have right now is about uh, helping people with aligning their finances and their desired lifestyle which i'm very much passionate about i think since i was very little i'm passionate about personal finance and optimizing and learning about this and then after i didn't have to uh manage the company in china i had i had time to do other things and then okay let's let's uh turn this passion into a business and so far i'm really enjoying creating and doing it so that's what i'm foreseeing for the next few years awesome a, a very different different lifestyle um yes it's not china but i must say that because my china connections were strong and still uh, i have some network there then many of my followers and clients uh, are from that network so they are somehow china related maybe they're not in china anymore but many of them are maybe expats in China, so the uh, it's still an English-speaking business, not not the Chinese Chinese. Got it, got it. I, I really envy you a little bit in in um, the way you're raising your 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 child, your your daughter. Um, mine mine is just two and a half years old now, and she just went to Chinese kindergarten uh, uh, last month, which has been mm -hmm. an adventure as well. It's been going okay. There's been some some small struggles to adapt for her um but yeah i don't know for the future education in china is here so so complicated so we'll, we'll see maybe we'll oh, yeah. on a similar kind of lifestyle even though my wife is not really open to that lifestyle up to now but we, we've been talking about it a little bit take them on the bicycle trip on the not bicycle the motorcycle trips that you do <laughs> this sounds great they 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 are great, uh, but they're that is tough, uh, especially with with three people. Um, uh -huh. um, we went camping in the mountains, just as a little side note, um, uh, last weekend, and, and that was great as well. So we're, we're very much for adventure and for alternative things. But on the education mm -hmm. side, I'm, I'm not really sure how far my my wife is willing to explore other options it does uh take it takes its effort of course uh thinking of uh what to do um and the time so uh it's for, not it's not a choice for for everybody and and many people of course uh <laughs> don't do it because of this so that's of course also understandable for sure for sure for, for now she goes to chinese kindergarten uh, which i think is is a good thing um and, and the situation we're at it is like really cheap which is surprising but uh yeah this is the path we we're taking for now and, and in a few years we we can reevaluate and, and see when she has to go to primary school mm -hmm. right you know, so you know many people ask me um are you ever going to go back to china to live in china i mean and i'm saying it takes 
for visiting for sure maybe a workation definitely but for actual living i don't think so because or let's say let's say this you really need to justify especially education wise uh the expenses and what's going on in china now for for uh, for schools so if you're a foreigner for listeners that don't know you have to send your your kids to an international school at least in in the beijing area Or you don't, you don't, very, very you don't have to if if the if the child is chinese um, if, if it's fully right but we don't have a chinese fully, child yeah, <laughs> that, that's true so that, that's a that's a differentiation between between your family yes. and my family yeah but then you know you can say that uh, i can still homeschool my my daughter in china and then that would be a solution so yeah maybe we'll go for that i don't know anyway we like what we do right now where we our base is in israel and every few months we're going to travel and then back here and then we get to see the family here too so for now that's the plan uh, i'd like to move to to a similar kind of situation as well um a base somewhere i don't know i'm super happy in, in china my justification is is just development of, of business and personal is still very active for me here but maybe at one mm -hmm. point we'll, we'll, we'll look at other places and and see how we can rebase ourselves Wonderful. Okay. A good, a good journey to have. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and a change of scenery is always a good thing, right? New perspectives, new new views. So uh, we'll yeah, see agree. what the future brings. And, and the same for the future of the podcast. We're at episode 100 now. I think that's a, a major milestone and uh, super happy we, we got here. And um, now we're going for episode number 200. <laughs> Are we going to do the same thing for 200? Yeah, let, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Or I, I, or I feel 250 is a, is a nicer number. Uh, that's, uh, uh, but yeah, let, let's, let's do that again. So I, I don't do the operation anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can get you involved from episode 200 to 250 um, if you would like to. <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> with that i think i think we 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 it's been great going down memory lane and uh catching up with you as well so we'll we'll call the a successful episode number 100 and then we'll revisit an episode 200 or 250 again no worries thank you for inviting you on thank you very much thanks for That all the awesome. hard thanks for all the hard work you've done so far and uh catch you soon again slomo thank you All right, bye. Bye-bye. Doing business in China is a complex world. You can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. But don't worry, China Business Cast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.